Oh, the mystery deepens with the nylon string guitar. Welcome back to episode number 31 of my Coffee With You podcast, The Honeycut Scenario with me, Craig, on Solstice. That's right, we've arrived to the shortest day of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere, and it's a day that I love. So I'm going to talk about it today. Um, and before we start, though, I want to see if you have a beverage. Um, I'm drinking hop tea, chamomile. Hop tea is this like uh, bubble water with hops in it, and this one has chamomile. So it like kind of tastes like beer minus everything except the hops. Um, so here's to that. Here's to you. I hope you're doing good and uh, being good to yourself. Ah, oh, that's tasty. Awesome. So let's dive in on solstice. Uh, before we get into that, I want to tell you about the weather. It's been warm and then cool and then warm and then cool, and then it's stayed cool, uh, which is funky for the body because the body's wanting to winterize. And when it gets all 70 degrees and whatnot in December, it uh, jacks that process up, which I'm not a fan of. Um, so the world is dynamic. Uh, so that's my report for weather on the Outer Banks. It's dynamic as per usual. It's gray out today, though, so, I mean, it's just shades of gray, which is also very cool when you let it be. Um, and so I'm going to dive into our topic, uh, talking about solstice. Uh, today's episode is called One Light, Many Lamps. Um, and during this holiday season, there is a lot of anxiety and stress in the world. The Omicron is upon us, pushing Delta out of the way, or collaborating with it. I'm not an epidemiologist or an infectious disease expert at all, but it is a bummer. And obviously the pandemic has changed everything in the world. And we're all trying to figure out what's real and what's not and what's truth and what's not. And there is a lot of heartbreak out in the world. I've had so many conversations with people whose relationships are ending, who are changing lives, and it's been hard. And going into the holiday season with Omicron coming on, there's that psychological just bummer because it's like you don't know what the future holds. So it's a little bit what happened with Delta, you know, it was like everything was like getting better and then Delta, and it's just psychologically to have to, you know, think about um, shutting down again, you know, just kind of chilling, staying low, all, you know, whatever that is for you and wherever you are, because it's different everywhere. Um, it's a bummer and it creates anxiety. And even with me, I've been feeling it in my bones and it's just like, uh, you know, worry about the state of the world. Right. And I was swimming this morning. I got up about five and uh, got in the pool about six and I almost, you know, didn't get up to do it. Like I had my alarm went off and I was like, oh, I don't even know what time. And I was like, oh shit, it's fives. Um, and I was like, you know what, get up and do it. And I'll just get up and do it. So I went and I got in the pool and I was like, you know, I'm really, I'm looking for a sign. <laughs> Give me something. And I was swimming in the pool and, uh, you know, the yoga I did yesterday with the hot and cold, like my hip, like I, something happened and I tweaked my hip and it was like in the pool, I was slow and I was just swimming and just trying to pay attention. And the pool is just such like the original state, right? It's like, you're in the waters again. Like you're like a baby and you're like, you know, 
remembering your ancient fish DNA before we crawled out into the mud millions of years ago. And I was swimming and I just love the way the light looks underwater. And I think I just so many thoughts go through my head um, until I start to not be able to breathe. And then I worry about not breathing um, because I'm working hard in the pool. But sometimes when I'm just cruising along, taking it easy, it's just like, you know, the way the light hits the water and there's things and and it's just, it's a cool environment and, you know, the colors and the light refracting. And I just had this moment, I saw this light refraction and I was like, oh, boom. And it was like, oh, like the angelic hosts, you could see it. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, the angel of mercy, the the divine presence, the the metaphysical shapes that we all come from, you know, the the light. And I thought one light, many lamps. I was like, that's right, it's solstice. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, the world is certainly hurting. And I have so much to be grateful for. And I was like, you know what? Like, quit being poopy pants, honeycut, and be that light. Think about the turning point, the return of light, and and try to get into that mode. And it was just like, yeah, that's it. Break through. Break on through to the other side. You know, look for that beam of light, even if it's razor thin, and then go in there and expand and expand. And I was like, ah, yeah, get out of the pool. And I thought about one light, many lamps. And this uh, phrase, as we go to the holiday season, because there's a lot of religious connotations around it and spiritual traditions and all of that, and I, I love the depth of the whole thing. I love the turning point. And I've talked about the the cycles, these those old cycles of the fire holidays, you know, Halloween, winter solstice, uh, in bulk, February 2nd, where deep spring starts, equinox, where spring breaks, you know, going into May Day, May 2nd, the Beltane, the fertility when true summer starts going into high summer which is the summer solstice going into uh lamas which is first fall august 2nd when that first harvest happens and things are just pregnant with possibilities going into uh fall equinox you know when that stuff starts to really turn and then into halloween which is like the end of the growth cycle and the start of the you know new year's eve going into all souls day the beginning of true winter and all these cycles that you know we've been feeling for a long time that actually are guideposts for our energy I love it, you know, and I love the uh, the twinkling of the lights and the elves and the evergreens and all of the mystical traditions that go with things and the, you know, the return of the son of God or the birth of the son of God, the birth of light, like all that stuff, like the meta, like meta awesomeness. And that's one light, many lamps. And my history with this is uh, I did two uh, stints at James Madison University, once as a a youth and then once as a 40-year-old going to grad school. And uh, JMU is located in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which is the Shenandoah Valley. And there are a lot of Mennonites there. And if you don't know anything about the Mennonite community, you just sort of recognize them as, you know, they got the the outfits that are from a different era, they are horse and buggies and they don't do technology. And it's like, you know, you'd be cruising to be like, yeah, that person's in a horse and buggy doing like eight miles an hour while I'm cruising on my SUV. Um, but when I went back to grad school and I started to pay attention to Eastern Mennonite College, it might be Eastern Mennonite University now, I started to learn about that the Mennonites have a very sophisticated uh, peace and mediation center, and they do a lot of uh, peace work around the world, and that one of their tenets is that they're fundamentally like very deep spiritual pacifists. And there are Mennonite communities all over the world, and they go and they they live in their own world, 
that has its own rules and all of that. But one of the things is that they're pacifists. So they're all about peace and mediation. Um, and so they would do lots of these trainings for people who come from all over the world who are trying to do some really deep conflict resolution work. They would come and, and work and do stuff at Eastern Mennonite University. And so as a result, they also had a really cool gift shop and a bookshop. So I would go there and just kind of find, you know, gifts from around the world. And I remember seeing one light, many lamps. And I was like, that's it, right? That's what we're all reaching for. And that's the truth. Because it's like, no matter what you're working on religious-wise or spiritual practice or whatever that is, it's just one light, many lamps, because it's like the universal one is sort of like an immutable truth, right? As, as complex as things get, I mean, it's like funkadelic, like on the one, right? It's like, boom, you know, you breathe on the one, music resolves to the one, like from two become one, like numerology, like it's just like the deal. So one light, many lamps. And so before I did this podcast, I Googled it just to see like what would come up. And there is a book called One Light, Many Lamps, and it comes from uh, some the Radha Saomi Satsang Bias, which is like a, apparently a philosophical organization based on spiritual teachings of all religions and dedicated to a process of inner development under the guidance of a spiritual teacher, which is like, well, that makes sense. You know, I don't know anything about this organization. You know, in times there's a spiritual teacher or an organization, things can go a little pear shaped because of humanity. Not to say this organization does that, but they came up with a really cool title. Something that I really like, and I've always thought about that. When I'm speaking with somebody about their spiritual belief or when I'm practicing yoga, I look for the commonality of man, right? Looking Or women, the commonality of humans, looking for that underlying truth. And as Richard Freeman, the great yogi, said, you know, yoga is the study of the patterns that patterns make, right? So we're looking for the patterns that patterns make in the commonality of the human experience and how we interact with the other side. Something like solstice, the return of light out of darkness, the return of light, and that we start that climb again with the planetary logos, the sun, the life giver, rising back up again out of the dream, out of the death. We begin the resurrection process over time. And that gives me hope and it grounds me and it reminds me as I get lost in broken relationships and hearing stories and plugging into the anxiety and despair machine that is our social and mainstream corporate media, that there is something much deeper than all of that. And that's meaningful to me. So I wanted to share that with you. One light, many lamps, solstice, the return of light, going into Yule, Christmas, whatever tradition you celebrate, there's an underlying meta oneness in the universal mojo that powers it all. And that's all I know for today. I hope this uh, finds you well. I hope the words are encouraging. And I appreciate you, my friends out there, and people who might not know me. appreciate you taking some time to listen. Have a great few days. I will be with you again soon.